You're listening to Time in the Word. In today's message, Dr. Gonzalez reminds us that we can't overlook the importance of making good decisions, for decisions will play a role in determining the course of our lives. There are four pillars we can build on as a good framework for making decisions. God, facts, advice, and impact. Good decisions do not come from intellect or luck, but by using a scriptural framework as a lens through which we can see clearly and decide effectively. Let us listen as Dr. Gonzalez elaborates on these four pillars. Life is nothing more than a series of choices. And for each choice that comes up, you must make a decision. You do realize that every single day from the moment you get up to the moment you go to bed, you're doing nothing more than making decisions to choices that are coming your way all day long. Your life is spent making decisions. Your life is spent deciding on the choices that come your way. Whatever that may entail, whether it's deciding what you're going to wear that day, deciding who you're going to talk to that day, deciding how you're going to pray, deciding how much time you're going to spend with God, deciding how you're going to do your job, deciding what you're going to buy or not buy, deciding what you're going to eat or not eat. It's a series of choices. Life is made up of decision after decision after decision after decision. And we can't overlook the importance of making good decisions. You understand that for every decision that you make, there is a consequence or a result. And you and I know many people whether they're acquaintances or whether they're good friends or whether they're relatives. You and I know many people whose lives are filled with problems and troubles because of the poor decisions they have made in their life. Decisions have consequences. Bad decisions have consequences. Good decisions have positive consequences or positive results. We can't overlook the importance of making good decisions. Because decisions, listen to me, because decisions determine the course of our lives. You say, well, what role does God play? Well, God, yes, is the focus of our very existence. But every day, as we think of God, every day we make decisions about how we relate to God. So decisions that we make determine the course of our lives. Now, like I've said many times before, the list of principles or points that I'm going to make is not an exhaustive one, but I think it's it's a good one. There are four pillars that I'm going to discuss, four pillars that we can build on as a good framework for making decisions. When you look at the bigger picture, and if you're a believer, you know that life is not about you. If you're not a believer, life is all about you. But if you're a believer, you understand that life is a lot bigger and there's a lot more to that which our physical senses sense. And life is no longer about us. Life is about 
our God, our Creator, our Lord, our Master, our Savior. And how we live our lives and how we relate to Him is determined by the decisions that we make every single day. And how much we accomplish for the kingdom of God, how many people we lead to the cross and are saved because of our obedience to God, how many believers are encouraged and caused to, to call to greater service because of our encouragement is all determined by the decisions that we make in life. The impact we have in the kingdom of God and the impact we have on people who surround us every single day, wherever we may be every single day, is a direct result on the decisions that we make. So what are the four pillars that we can build on that will help us as a framework to make decisions? The first one is God. God is the first pillar. Now, we're going to spend quite a bit of time in the book of Proverbs. Not, not every single passage we're going to look at is in Proverbs, but we're going to be spending probably two-thirds of our time or a little bit more in the book of Proverbs. The first pillar is God, and the first passage I want to look at is found in Proverbs chapter 1 and verse 7. Listen to what this proverb says. And this is where it all begins, folks. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Now we're not talking about fear in terms of being scared of. We're talking about reverence. Having reverence for God, being in awe of the Almighty God, understanding who God is and causing that understanding to cause us to fall prostrate before Him in worship and adoration. That fear, reverence, that fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Now the next passage I want to look at is in Proverbs chapter 2. And I want to look at verses 6 through 11. For the Lord gives wisdom... Listen, and remember, the first pillar that we build on as a framework for making decisions is God. Listen to what it says. For the Lord gives wisdom, or God gives wisdom, and from His mouth come knowledge and understanding. He, God, holds victory in store for the upright. He is a shield to those whose walk is blameless. For he guards the course of the just and protects the way of his faithful ones. Then you will understand what is right and just and fair every good path. For wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will protect you and understanding will guard you. Boy, if that is not a passage in which we, we can create a series on. The first pillar that you're going to build on that will help you make decisions in life is God. Why? Because He is God. And because God is all wisdom and all knowledge. And the more you spend time with God and the more you relate to God, the more His wisdom and His knowledge becomes part of your everyday thinking. 
It is He who shields you. It is He who protects you. It is He who causes you to understand the difference between right and wrong. It is He who does the things that cause you to make the decisions in life that result in a life that is kept from the problems and troubles that we create for ourselves because of our unwillingness to consider Him as part of our decision-making process. I know that God allows trials and tribulations to come into our life because it is through trials and tribulations that He grows our faith. Our faith needs to be exercised. And He uses trials and tribulations to exercise our faith. But listen, there are many things that we experience in life that He doesn't cause them to come into our life. They just come because of the poor decisions that we make and because we will not consider God in the process of making decisions on a daily basis. If you're not a Christian, let me tell you this, you're incapable of making a good decision because you don't have God the Holy Spirit living in you, allowing you to understand and appropriate by faith the wisdom and knowledge of God. The only right decision you will ever make will be the decision that God allows you to make as He gives you the faith to trust in Jesus as your Lord and Savior. But if you're a believer, Christ is the center of life and it is on Him whom we base everything we decide in life. Another passage I want to look at, Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 through 7. Trust in the Lord or trust in God. Remember, He's the first pillar. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him. And He will make your paths straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Listen to what He says. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord. In other words, make God the thing that causes you to fall prostrate before Him because of the awesomeness and the immensity and the grandeur of who He is and shun evil. If God is not at the center of how you make decisions in life, you are bound, you are destined to make decisions for which you will pay dearly through the consequences that you will experience. God is the first pillar by which we build a good framework for making good decisions. The second pillar, facts, F-A-C-T-S, facts. Our decisions should not be based on assumptions. They should be based on facts, on reality, on objective truth. First passage I want to look at, Proverbs chapter 13. In verse 16, every, listen, every prudent man acts out of knowledge, but a fool exposes his folly. Every prudent man acts out based on the facts, based on reality, based on objective truth. Oh, you know that theory out there they called moral relativity or relativism. Whatever works for you, whatever is true for you may not be true for me. Whatever is true for me may not be true for you. Nobody's wrong. It's just not true for me, but true for you. How absurd, how insane is that theory? 
How can you make decisions and how can you judge and discern anything in life unless there is such a thing as objective truth? And God says, the Word of God says, that if we're going to make a good decision, we must have as a pillar to build on facts. We must be standing on objective truth, on facts, on reality. Another passage I want to look at, Proverbs 14 and verse 15. A simple man believes anything. Relativism, political correctness, subjectivism, scientism. Well, according to this passage, those things fall in the category of anything. And listen to what it says. A simple man believes anything. Goes by every wind of doctrine, tossed to and fro. If that's what the majority of the people believe, I'll agree. Not because he understands what they're saying or because it stands on objective truth just because it's the majority. It's anything. A simple man believes anything, but a prudent man gives thought, gives thought to his steps. A prudent man, a man of God, a man who seeks to make good decisions in life, does not just believe anything. He gives thought to every step he takes. Because he understands that there's much out there that flies in the face of God and defies God and adopting those philosophies and believing those things will have horrible consequences in life. A person who wants to make good decisions better be a person who thinks about the steps he takes in life. Another pillar. First one was God. These are pillars that we build on as a good framework for making decisions. The first pillar is God. The second pillar is truth or facts, facts, which is essentially another word for objective truth. The third one is advice, advice. What do the experts say? Let me qualify what I mean by experts. Because there's many experts out there who don't have a clue as to what they're talking about. Because, listen, the truth of the matter is that what they propose and what they propagate is absolutely inconsistent with the Word of God. And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what man thinks or says. At the end of the day, it is God's will that will be done. At the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue confess. At the end of the day, that will be the reality. Regardless of how many degrees and letters you have after your name. What do the experts say? We should look to other wise people. That's what I mean by experts. Wise people, those who reverence the Lord, those who fear the Lord, those who are wise, are the wise people to help us along with our decisions. Proverbs chapter 12 and verse 5. The plans of the righteous are just but the advice of the wicked is deceitful. Taking advice is important and good, and it's really a pillar to making good decisions. Just make sure that your advice comes from those who are wise people, not wicked. Because if you take the advice of the wicked, you will pay the consequences for those decisions. I don't have to stand here and tell you what life looks like when you seek the advice and follow the advice of the wicked because you can, for yourself, turn on the TV and put on a newscast or pick up a newspaper and read uh, the news and 
there you will be able to discern what the world looks like and what a life looks like that has been riddled by bad advice and by people who had followed that advice. It is a wise thing to seek the advice of the experts. And by experts I mean wise men and women who fear the Lord and who walk in obedience and humbleness and sincerity of heart before God. There is nothing wrong. At the end of the day, this is all that matters, folks. The truth of the Word of God. But there's nothing wrong with going to a bookstore and buying a good commentary. Or buying a good book on Bible doctrine or theology because in those pages you find the knowledge and wisdom and advice of men and women of God who God has gifted to put that wisdom and knowledge in books so that we ourselves could benefit from that. But beware of what you get too. Because you can go into a Christian bookstore today and I guarantee you it's a sad commentary but I'm telling you, you go to a Christian bookstore today and you better beware because half of the stock they carry and sometimes even more is garbage. These are so-called experts but they're not really wise people and the advice they give in those books be aware of because you will pay dearly with the consequences. Look at the world around you and tell me that the advice the world gives people is better than the advice God would give. Look at how the world is today. It is like walking on eggshells. That is the consequence of millions of people following the advice of unwise people and now paying the consequences for having followed that poor advice. One more passage I want to look at. Chapter 14, verse 7. Stay away from a foolish man, for you will not find knowledge in his lips. Seek the advice, but stay away from the unwise and the foolish, because they will always lead you astray. Look for the experts, the wise people, for good advice. The last pillar I want to talk about is impact. Impact. What are the long-term and hidden consequences for our decisions. First passage I want to look at, Proverbs chapter 22 and verse 3. A prudent man sees danger and takes refuge, but the simple keep going and suffer for it. You know what a prudent man does? He sits down and considers the long-term consequences for the decision he's about to make. The foolish, on the other hand, rushes in without ever thinking about the long-term consequences for the decisions they make. Impact. Consider the consequences for the decisions that you are about to make. Another passage I want to look at, Ecclesiastes chapter 2 and verse 26. To the man who pleases him, God gives wisdom, knowledge, and happiness. But to the sinner, he gives the task of gathering and storing up wealth to hand it over to the one who pleases God. This too is meaningless, a chasing after the wind. The wicked work and work and work just for God to have the last word and take that which they have worked for and give it to the righteous. You know why? Because those foolish people have never sat down and thought out the consequences for the decisions that they make every single day. Four pillars that we build on as a good framework for making decisions. God, facts, advice, and impact. 
good decisions do not come from intellect or luck, but they come by using a scriptural framework as a lens through which we can see clearly and decide.